Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this week's episode, I'll be speaking with John Pannone, EAO's VP of HMI Systems, about the impacts of autonomous vehicles and systems on operator interface designs. Let's take a listen now. So maybe just to kind of start the discussion, you know, how has maybe the development of autonomous vehicles or technologies impacted operator interface designs, if at all, yet in the industry? Um, yeah, we're seeing um, lots of different types of equipment um, from, from large um, agricultural to heavy duty to um, um, to smaller equipment, um, more on a commercial uh, um I can't, I, there's a couple, a couple of things I have to stay away from, from a disclosure information, yeah. but to, let's say smaller equipment um, that have uh, adopted um, um, a dual role uh, where there's autonomous feature and there's um, um, fully um, manual features. So uh, we're seeing a lot of equipment uh, adopt what they consider a conditional, uh, a conditional uh, autonomy. Um, in many of the applications. So, you know, this is kind of um, bringing a need for the ability for equipment to shift from one mode of operation to the other mode of operation of autonomy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. So, um, um, I, I don't know, kind of leads me to the other question. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, no, that's you know, fine. okay. So, uh, I mean, if, I mean, if it, the the main thing that we're seeing is that um, is is in a lot of the equipment that we're we're at, we're seeing is that the ability to shift between the two. Um, mm-hmm. So this this then um, um, adds features, takes away some features, um, makes some features more important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe. Um, so maybe what changes could there be that are needed to operator interface solutions as autonomous okay. systems become more prevalent? Yeah, one of the things we're seeing is that um, in, a, in a lot of the uh, human machine interfaces that need to have a autonomous mode or a manual mode is that there's a need for um, greater uh, intuitive operation, meaning there needs to be greater feedback uh, if it's in um, manual mode, uh, mm-hmm. and then there's also a need for greater feedback if it's in autonomous mode, so that it could be uh, so the piece of equipment can operate safely. Um, there's a great need to understand what mode the equipment is in. So uh, um, we find that there's a lot of visual indication, could be audible indication, mm-hmm. um, but uh, to have uh, HMI and, and human machine interface uh, products and components that are adaptable. It's really something that we're seeing customers really appreciating that because if products can be utilized in both modes or if you have products that can that can support um, the features of both modes, uh, that's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so is have you guys or do you anticipate maybe there being an impact if at some point operator cabs are 
removed from a piece of equipment and that impacting operator interface designs in any way and what might a company like EAO do to adapt to the, mm -hmm. to that change? Okay, um, well, um, we're, we're seeing um, a small amount of equipment, small percentage of equipment adopt full, full autonomy or full autonomous mm -hmm. mode. Um, these are, this is equipment that acts more like a drone, you know, it follows, a, it follows a, uh, an operated piece of equipment, you know, say for an agricultural application. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we're seeing some of that, but that, that we, we think is going to be a small percentage of, uh, okay. of product that is fully autonomous. Um, what we're seeing is, is, is uh, as I indicated further, is that there's a, um, there's a there's a need for uh, dual mode operation and and even when something is fully autonomous um, we're seeing a need for remote control so mm -hmm. for, for us um, the remote control feature of something that might be autonomous uh, is also the human machine interface it could be a pendant um, that is connected wirelessly to that piece of equipment uh, so we're seeing some need for for remote pendant operation for the fully autonomous equipment. Mm -hmm. um, for the equipment that is um, um, uh, uh, able to be configured between uh, manual and autonomous, um, we're seeing the need also in those cases for the ability to have uh, feedback and, and uh, the ability for the operator to understand which mode it's in, which mode the product is in. Mm -hmm. And also in those uh, applications, a, a pendant is also required because, uh, uh, you know, you, if you want to operate an autonomous, sometimes you utilizing it through a control or a, an operator interface pendant is the preferred way. Mm -hmm. um, so we're seeing an increase. Um, one of the things that uh, EAO is doing is we're developing product that, that is now going to meet function, that is going to comply with functional safety. Uh, and mm -hmm. the ISO spec is 26262. Um, that's derived from an IEC spec called uh, 61508. And, and basically this applies to electronic systems. Um, what this does is it, it, it um, allows a manufacturer, say has a piece of equipment that operates. And if you're utilizing components that comply with ISO uh, 26262, um, it minimizes the risk. So if you, for example, you have a piece of equipment that you absolutely know that when you actuate the control panel, um, did that piece of equipment do what it's supposed to do? Um, did it um, uh, did it operate in a safe way? So, um, us as a manufacturer to be able to bring product that meets functional safety to the marketplace allows the end customer, well, not the end customer, but the manufacturer, mm -hmm. um, to be able to minimize risk. And uh, so we're seeing that as part of. Um, um, how things are adapting for us. We'll have uh, our Series 09 product um, later this year. Um, our, our Series 09 CAN-based product will will uh, comply with uh, ISO uh, 26262. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that'll be important as uh, vehicles become more automated, vehicles and systems become more automated? It's part. It's part of it. Yeah. I mean, it, okay. I, if you have if you have a pendant, um, you you really should have product that is uh, compliant, so that you know that when you're operating the pendant, the products that you're uh, designing into this pendant um, um, ha have been built and and comply with ISO uh, two six two six two. 
it's it's ISO two six two ISO two six two six two encompasses design and manufacture and um, and just safe operation so that you know when the product gets designed into a piece of equipment like a remote control for example um, you, you want to be sure that you're working with product that uh, is going to maintain a safe environment. What are some opportunities for um, operator interface manufacturers like EAO as vehicles and systems do become more automated and that continues to grow within the heavy equipment industries? Well, one of the things that we've seen is that um, um, there's, there's been an increase in uh, the need for status indication. Um, so this is status indication while you're, while you're in manual mode and then status indication while it's in some remote, um, remote mode so that, uh, um, you know, from across, uh, um, across the field, across the distance, you can tell what, what is the machine doing? Uh, mm -hmm. So you have a visual indication. Um, there's also a necessity for a lot of this equipment to, um, to be put into a learn mode or a teach mode so that it can actually um, learn what it's supposed to do when the operator is not there. So it's a training right. mode, you know. So, mm -hmm. so there's, there's added features like that that, that that a lot of this dual purpose or, or dual functioning equipment, uh, we're seeing these added features be, you know, be, be just as important as, as the uh, start-stop button. You, know, you need mm -hmm. these features to be able to operate um, these new modern um, features. So this, this requires HMI components to be adaptable and to have really, um, um, to have a wide range of, uh, of uh, options. And you know, that's part of what, what EAO has always done is we've, br we've mm -hmm. brought a wide range of product to, uh, from you know, various sizes and shapes and colors. And you know, these are the types of things that differentiate an HMI uh, design you know, so that you can safely operate um, different features and it can be differentiated on the control panel and uh, you know this way here you can it, 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 this way here it gives you a little bit more of an intuitive operation for the uh, for the operator um, our series 09 uh, can keypads and cursor controls um, have this uh, illumination options with halo illumination and symbol illumination and um, RGB illumination, so you can synthesize really whatever color you prefer over the CAN bus. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have unique colors or if you have a, variations of colors. Um, and then we have the ability to mark these um, Series 09 products with the graphical um, um, symbols that are found in the ISO 7000 database. So we have access to all the various um, uh, symbols that are necessary for most most applications and then we can also uh, do custom symbols but uh, um, most of the symbols necessary to identify the features are in the ISO 7000 database. Mm -hmm. Okay and so how might um, the role of operator interface solutions just in general involve, evolve in the coming years just like I said in general and or due to automation, the increase of automation in the industry? Well, it kind of, it kind of summarizes many of the questions that we've mm -hmm. addressed. Um, I think one of the things that uh, um, we're, we're seeing a vast amount of equipment um, um, bring um, conditional uh, automation or, or part-time uh, autonomy into, into their equipment, whether this equipment is uh, 
um, going to operate on its own or operate in a in a follow mode or operate um, um, uh, or in a manual mode. Um, so this will this will require operators to be able to um, interface, excuse me, human machine interface operators uh, and uh, human machine uh, interface manufacturers to be able to provide solutions that are good for autonomous mode and for um, uh, manual mode, uh, as mm -hmm. I indicated, there's, you know, the feature, the, the requirements are, are, are great, different because one is more for status indication while the operator is not present. And then when the operator is present, um, you need to have uh, allow access to the, to the various controls. Um, so right. we're, we're developing a lot of product that's based around CAN-based systems, um, uh -huh. LIN-based controls, you know, so that um, these are these are usually um, serial serial communication protocols that are prevalent um, in the vehicles, whether it's CAN Open or J1939, or as I mentioned, LIN. Um, these are all controls that uh, uh, serial uh, serial interface controls that the um, um, that that we are bringing product into the market that allows for greater visual and audible uh, and flexible designs. That's flexible designs is kind of the you know, you know, it's kind of the core of what we're trying to bring to the market. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. okay. Great. Good. Well, thank you so much for providing your insights on okay. um, the top on HMI designs and how they could evolve and uh, with automation. Um, okay. Well, well, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you again to John for providing his insights into the impacts of autonomous systems on operator interface designs. And be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.